everyone. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, I, there are times I feel like old school crazy just doesn't get enough credit where credit is due. There was a Chris Rock joke where he says, he said, anytime there's a school shooting, they always want to know what caused it. What were they listening to? What what games did they play? What was influencing them? He says, and his perfect line for that is, whatever happened to crazy? You can't be crazy anymore? Because if you look around and you pay attention, crazy is out there. There's a lot of crazy going on these days. And it's not just me noticing it. I realize that I tend to be in other people's business, noticing every little thing that goes on in their lives so that I can both write about it, podcast about it, and otherwise just invade their privacy. But there's a lot of crazy out there that nobody is is acknowledging. In the last podcast, I talked about Helen Keller, where she would go from, she was deaf, dumb, and blind. And this is back when dumb didn't mean anything disparaging, just meant she couldn't talk. And she couldn't talk because she was deaf and blind, and therefore had no sensory input other than touch. So she would go around her dinner table and like just touch things on everybody's plate. And the woman that became her her teacher, Ann Sullivan, was the first person to like comment on this. And it was almost like she talked about, you know, somebody who farted in the room. Her parents were like shocked about it, but she said, this is how you stop it. And so she she taught her to sit in a place. She, you know, but that's basically what crazy gets dealt with these days. Everybody ignores it. Everybody pretends it doesn't even exist. You can't even say crazy anymore. The second anything happens and somebody says, well, were they mentally ill? People come out of the woodwork to shit on it and scream. But it's out there. I've seen it. Hell, I've experienced it in my own life every now and then. I think you can go crazy and come back fairly easy. It's kind of like a, a decision. Jim Carrey used to have a great bit where he'd talk about driving down the road and he'd say, should I continue driving in a straight line in a responsible manner? Or should I head into the other lane of traffic and play chicken with the oncoming cars? He says, I made the right decision today. And I think that's where a lot of life is. There are some people that it's like it never even occurs to them to drive in the oncoming traffic. But there are some people that it's like, ah, both of them were on the table this morning on their way to work, and it was just because today they chose not to that it didn't happen. You know, some people are closer to making that decision than others. And to be fair, there's also people out there that it's not even in their realm of possibility that they would ever do it. You know, so you've got a huge range And at the beginning of that range is sensible, logical, doesn't do anything out of place, which is kind of boring. And then at the far end of that spectrum, batshit crazy. And that's where pretty much anything's on the table. You know, if you're in a fast food place, get your food, pay for it, eat it, throw it away, leave. That's an option. Beating one of your the people at the next table over with your tray is another and taking a shit on their food. That's another option. But that's also kind of the rarely done. Not saying it's never been done, though. I'm sure if you were to check, probably in Florida. Crazy shit happens in Florida all the time. And if we look hard enough, there's probably a Japanese porn site dedicated to that. But I mean, when it comes to, 
identifying, talking about, or even being crazy, I think we've almost gone two or three steps back. It used to be if somebody thought you were crazy, your loved ones would get together, they lock your ass up, and it wasn't easy to get out. You had to fight your ass off, and it's like, okay, you've been in the sane world and acted crazy to the point that now you're in the insane world, and you need to fight your way back like a drowning victim who's fighting their way out of out of uh, riptides. Fight your way back to the sane world. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I do think that it's... Yeah, you're going to get somebody that gets stuck in the system, but it's like, okay, what did they do to get there? I had a friend of mine who they were talking about their daughter who, when she turned 16, she got into drugs, but she got into drugs in that way that you hear about in like movies where she was stealing mom and dad's uh, jewelry, ponder mom's wedding ring, grandma's jewelry that she left to mom, and she had to have that that tough love where they kicked her out. She broke in and stole the TV. I mean, just could not go deeper down that dive. And then at the, let me see, two weeks after her 18th birthday, and this was a story was told to me by the mother, she, her boyfriend came up with an idea to rob their dealer. Well, they went in with guns, but they did it while being really, really high. That's the first indication of, like, you made a big mistake here. And then they went – one thing led to another, and basically the boyfriend killed the dealer. And when the girlfriend tried to run, the dealer's girlfriend, my friend's daughter shot her. So they murdered two people with guns in the commission of a crime in the state of Texas. I don't know if you've ever looked into that sort of thing, but Texas takes a firm hand on it. So when I was talking to the parent, she indicated it was a very bittersweet day. Her daughter had been moved to an honor wing of the prison. See, the boyfriend had died 10 years before uh, on death row. He was executed. But in a fit of mercy, the governor of Texas had communicated the daughter's sentence to life without parole. So she said the daughter has been moved to the honor wing, which is or the honor wing, which is great because there's a much lower instance of rape and murder. And it's like, that's awesome. I think I texted my children the second after I, I got that little tidbit by text from my friend. I texted my kids. I said, Daddy loves you. Tears in my eyes. So <laughs> understand that there's crazy and then there's like, you made yourself crazy and then doesn't matter if the daughter was just crazy and and evil because of the drugs or if it was like just lingering below the surface but on that day she chose to drive into the oncoming traffic and so that everything balled together is what leads us to today's episode good lord it's mrs kravitz see also batshit crazy on today's caffeinated humor you know, you gotta respect old school, batshit, don't know no better, crazy. It has a certain power all its own. And coffee isn't even involved here. Because it's a known fact that nothing scares crazy out of hiding than cheap Chinese food. Panda Express, the USA's contribution to the fall of Asian culture as we know it. So when China ponies up the complaints about Western culture destroying tradition, we can all together in solidarity point at Panda Express. You're welcome. 
So I'm in line at Panda Express, going multicultural today, and then I see her. Beige elastic waisted pants pulled up real high, like to the base of her bra high. The shirt might have once been a tablecloth at an Italian restaurant because stark red and white never really goes out of style. The hair is black, like black that came out of a bottle, black, and not hair dye black, but like India ink type black. Not the good stuff either, like dollar store India ink black. Skin like decades old sunbaked dashboard of an old Chrysler. Sensible shoes. I mean, I haven't seen her shoes in about 30 years, but they sure look comfortable. At first, I thought she was drawing on the glass that was separating her from the food with her nose, like you used to do on a foggy window as a kid. Most people use their fingers. Some of us used our nose. And then I realized she's just really looking intently at the food. All of it. Every tray. One after another. I don't think she's in line. She just keeps darting back and forth. I'm not sure why this makes it all better, but she is a mumbler. Here's the top three things that she said during the whole time I was in line and kind of took two steps over to listen. The pan's empty. How am I supposed to order if it's empty? Is that fat Mexican guy making more? When? This is not said to the counter help, by the way, just to herself. Mushu pork. Why would anyone eat that? I like pork, but you don't even know what's in Mushu. And finally, $9.20. Why 20 cents? That's how they get you. I don't even carry dimes. At the end of most sentences, there's a little flutter of her fingers, like she's shooing away a bug or a small bird. But perhaps she sees the bugs and small birds, and we don't. Doesn't mean they're not there, just that we can't see them. Now, I just realized I haven't given her a name yet. I tend to be cruel about this sort of thing. And when I thought about it, it bubbled out of my past. I'm going to call her Mrs. Kravitz. And to save you uh, millennials from having to Google it, there's a really old show called Bewitched. And it was about a regular mortal who married a witch. And here's how old the show is. It started in black and white for several seasons and then switched to Technicolor, like The Wizard of Oz. Now, Mrs. Kravitz was the nosy neighbor, always peeking out her window, and she was always telling her husband, Abner, all about what's going on at the neighbor's house. And she saw the witch all the time doing weird shit, and nobody believed her. But I think the highlight of my entire encounter with Mrs. Kravitz was when that she noticed the egg roll tray was empty. One of the kitchen guys was walking by the counter with a dirty pan and a filthy apron. Excuse me! Only one syllable of one word was louder, screechier than the rest, but then the next word was even higher. It was bizarre. He stopped, he turned to her. Okay? Now, having grown up in Los Angeles, I recognize that is the code word that means the conversation should switch to Spanish if you want to participate at all. Are there more egg rolls in the back? Out here? Are they making more? Is there a wait? How much are they? What if I get three of them? All of these questions were delivered faster than I read them, with no chance for the guy to answer. Not that he was going to, because unless I'm totally wrong, his facial expression, body language, and lack of any sort of affirmative facial expression means he understood none of it. And that's okay. 
I don't think she was interested in answers, just questions. But I did help. I helped her counter change because she thought the cashier had shortchanged her. She counted the money in her hand five times, each time coming up with a different amount. Then she turned to me and poured her coins into my hand. Count this. I think she's stealing from me. I counted it, and then I counted it again out loud, showing her the count like I'm dealing with a small child. I did that twice. So finally she believed me and took her money back. Then eyeing me like some sort of a sneaky podcaster that was listening in, she counted it to make sure I didn't take any. Then she grabbed her stuff, glared at no one in particular, and stomped her comfortable shoes out the door. Awesome. And it made me wish I had coffee.